your host of Beyond the Black Animation Podcast. And tonight, our special guest is my blood, blood brother, Bishop Alfred Jackson. Um, we bless God, Tabernacle of Praise Church International. Uh, we give God glory uh, for Bishop and for him taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the Beyond the Monday podcast. Bishop, we bless God for you. And just to kind of give you uh, insight into how the Holy Spirit blessed me with this podcast and what the vision and the mission is. Um, so the vision and the mission of this podcast, Bishop, is to engage, enlighten, and enlist the culture. Um, I was blessed when, you know, just reading the gospel and, and, and the gospel of John and Jesus's react interaction with the woman at the well of Samaria. Uh, I told this story on the introductory uh, episode, but just to kind of catch you up to speed because I know you're busy. And you don't have time really to kind of, you know, you I know you'll catch it. But uh, anyway, so Jesus's interaction with this woman at the well of Samaria and how he engaged her. Um, and began to, to talk to her. And then the conversation shifted uh, from just the engagement to the enlightenment of Jesus sharing with this woman who she was talking to. And if she knew who she was talking to, she would ask Jesus for water to drink and Jesus would give her living water, uh, but she would never thirst again. And see, from that point, um, just... The, the beauty of the compassion that Jesus had and, and shared and, and he uh, the conversation uh, went through the course or took the course it needed to take and ultimately this woman ran uh, from this well to go tell everyone about this man that she had met that told her all about her even though she never knew her so that model Jesus modeling um, modeling that means of evangelizing and sharing the gospel is what inspires us to reach out to the culture from this platform and share the truth of the word of God and and, get, and bring that enlightenment as we engage the people bring that enlightenment so that uh, we can then enlist enlist our brothers and sisters in advancing the truth of the kingdom of God now tonight Bishop we're going to be talking about the church, um, the reality of church is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And, um, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he shared the revelation of, of the church and who the church belonged to, uh, Matthew 6 and 18, uh, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples and Peter stepped up and shared um, that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus, you know, went from there and told Peter that flesh and blood didn't reveal that to him but what I focus on in that and what I'm taught what I, what I want us to look at tonight on, on this discussion Bishop is when we talk about um, Jesus's, Jesus' use of that personal pronoun my church I will build my church and so as we engage the people and, and, and want to uh, bring that enlightenment to, to talk about how do we you know the church belongs to Christ and God's mission for the church but how do we be become a part of the Jesus's church and share the reality um, in the reality of church that this is the Lord's church and our place in it? 
you know, we grew up, you know, where I grew up and in growing up, I had this idea of church, you know, church where we grew up in, in, in a quaint little place in Blair and how uh, we went to church on Sundays and in, in just that whole beautiful setting of what that was. But growing up, there came a shift because um, the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit and growing in um, the word of God and in, in my walk with God coming to a place of that shift from um, the idea of church as I was being raised up in it or we were raised up in it to the, 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 the realization and the revelation of Jesus's church and being a part of Jesus's church. So the reality of church, Bishop, is tonight, you know, we're going to touch on a few things, but we just want to just want to go from that jump off right there. And again, grateful that you're with us on the Beyond the Mundane podcast. So it's my honor uh, to, to have you, but I'm, I'm going to chill and let you go ahead, Bishop, and uh, just 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 share and, and we'll go through uh, from there. Like you, I grew up knowing, thinking church as the building, not necessarily the people. And even when I, I, I was 10 years old when I was baptized, when I, when I accepted Christ, but not really having a full, full understanding of what it meant to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. I was just, I wanted to be on the usher board. I wanted to sing on the junior choir, whatever, you know, I wanted to do the things that, that uh, I knew that I had seen people in church do. Yes. But the revelation of the church being the body of Christ and me being one of that body and it being the church of Jesus Christ, his church, yes. uh, that revelation came later, you know, uh, as I began to understand that the church was not the building, uh, the church was the people. And so you ask the question, how do we become the church? You go back to that that um, statement, that encounter, two encounters you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned Peter uh, and Jesus in that conversation and the woman at the well mm -hmm. and the engagement. So uh, when Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood is not revealed as to you, but my Father in heaven, yes. upon this rock I'll build my church. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was Peter's faith because it was Peter's confession of faith in Jesus as being the Messiah. Mm -hmm. um, that's what he built the church on. Because you only come, you only become a part of the church when you, when you have that revelation of who Jesus is. You confess him as the Messiah, mm -hmm. the one that God sent. And yeah. a lot of times this is not really explained. Right. Uh, and so people say, I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Even Jesus, then there is a response that's required. It's yeah. a growing process. Peter had issues yeah. from that yeah. point where he confessed yeah. that Jesus was the Messiah. And it was critical for them to know that. Yeah. That's why he asked, who do people say that I am? Right. Yeah. Then yeah. he asked, who do you say mm -hmm. that I am? Because your personal relationship with Jesus, your personal uh, encounter, experience, and confession of faith in Jesus Christ uh -huh. as the Lord's Messiah, as God's Messiah, sent into this world uh, to die for the sins of humanity. When I, because 
the Bible says that with the, the soul that sins shall surely die, and without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus becomes that sacrificial lamb. Yes. He becomes the one who gives his life, and life is in the blood. Yes. When you understand the whole process of the blood sacrifices yes. and why that was necessary, well, God's law had to be fulfilled. Yes. yes. And Jesus fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law because he had no human DNA. Amen. No human DNA was passed between Mary and Jesus. Right. Okay. He was, um, Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, you know, in the beginning, everybody doesn't understand this, but as you grow and, and you're sitting under the right teaching, you begin to understand this. So in the beginning, it's just that, that personal revelation that you get, that you believe the gospel message that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. And through faith in Christ and accepting him, we can become saved and become a part of Christ. Now, I want to jump over to that. And you mentioned the word engagement with that woman at the well. Yes. Uh, And that's so critical. Mm -hmm. Engagement. Yes. Because once I accept Jesus, I need to engage with Jesus. Yes. Jesus is always willing. Yes. It's us that's not always willing. True. Because we think we know it. Mm-hmm. Or we do what we see other people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we see other people being slack and lazy and other people living, you know, yeah. ungodly lives. We think it's okay for yeah. us to do the same thing and have no serious commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we become the Lord's church when we are submitted to him, when we're committed to him and we are submitted to him. And... um <clears throat> to talk about what that commitment looks like. This wow. morning, I wrote mm-hmm. a devotional, and it was about um, these football players, How you know, in, in the in the offseason, uh-huh. uh, and the football players that go to voluntary uh, practice sessions. Yeah, yeah, voluntary OTAs. What is it? Yeah, OTAs, mm-hmm. okay. Because they want to, they want to become better. Right. They want to. They want to de- uh, develop a relationship with the coaches, a better relationship with their team players. Mm-hmm. They want to develop that team camaraderie so that not only will they become better, but the whole team becomes better. Right. Right. And it's voluntary. They don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. But those yeah. who do it, they become better. Yes. When I was, I was, go ahead. Go ahead. When I was reading the devotional. I, the thought came to my mind, well, there are some players who play for the money, but there are other players <laughs> who play for the love of the game yeah. and that really want to become better and make their team better. So yeah. now, how do we relate that to Christianity? When we talk about that engagement, the Lord doesn't force us to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Who will voluntarily submit yeah. Uh, yeah. to the Bible studies, to mm-hmm. the fasting, and to the praying, and to the worship services, and definitely the studying of the Word, to develop yeah. that relationship yes. with yes. Jesus so that we become His. Yes. We, yes. That we no longer belong to ourselves, because otherwise we're operating from a selfish position. This yes. is my life. This mm-hmm. is my time. I yes. use it where I want to use it. Right. I, I, I participate in church when I want to participate mm-hmm. in church, not mm-hmm. realizing that you're the church. Right. You know, right. and your lack of participation speaks to your commitment to Christ. So, yeah, all of that comes into play. You know, and, and as we talk about it, it's, it's, you know, I don't know if you if you well, 
I've done two episodes of this. And the first episode, I kind of talked about just what what the Lord gave me to inspire me to do um, this podcast. And then the second episode kind of introduced a little bit as to what led to this discussion and what we're talking about tonight. And and so it's so much that you touched on. And we start talking about going beyond the mundane again, getting to that point to where um our desire for the Lord, you know, we, we hear the scripture and we, you know, we, 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 we give an exhortation or, or that, you know, we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good and people, you know, you know, begin to praise God and testify. But if you, you know, when we really begin to look at it, because one of the things for me, when we talk about, you know, as we're talking about this and the reality of, of, of the reality of church, you know, um, <laughs> it's so amazing because that whole idea of I, I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it, mm-hmm. understanding what Jesus did for us. When we get that revelation and understand when we study the word of God and hear and, 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 and actually are willing to, um, first and foremost, submit to the Lord and, and truly receive him as, as our Lord and Savior, and then submit and, and actually uh, be disciple. Because, see, when we start talking about the church and, and the church belonging to Christ, Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, and he said that, um, you know, and I, I'll paraphrase it, I believe it's Ephesus 3 and 21, but what Paul was saying is, is that, you know, glory and honor be to the Lord Jesus Christ through the church. Mm-hmm. The church is to give glory and honor to the Lord. How do we give glory and honor to the Lord? By fulfilling the Great Commission. We, exactly. we should be in a place where we can be discipled so that we can be effective evangelists. Yes. We are in, a, you know, we, we can't lay this all on the shoulders of leadership because mm-hmm. as pastors, um, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to stand before the Lord and, and, and our works will be judged. Our works will be judged. We, you know, we know that in Christ, because we're in Christ and we live after the spirit and not after the flesh. Paul said, uh, Romans 8 and 1, there's no condemnation, but we're going to, you know, our works will be be judged. And, and looking at it and understanding that just the, just the willingness to be better. Um, I as you know, just looking at the, the, the sacrifice, Jesus's sacrifice um, was uh, substitutional and representative. He died in our place and he 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 took our place. He died in our place as a substitute, but he represented us. And, and so in Christ, you know, we, we he 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 sacrificed himself and gave his life. And it's not something that we hear and we've heard it so much that it's it's a story. This is real. Jesus, Jesus did this for us for because, again, being being committed to, you know, God's the, the, the plan, God's plan of salvation, fulfilling God's plan of salvation, making a way for us to, to be able to receive or enter into this right relationship with God and ultimately into our rest and when we transition out of here, but to be able to walk with God and walk out our divine destiny, when we, you know, begin to think about it, you know, even just, you know, 
Paul said to the church in Corinth that, you know, because Jesus died for us and we've received him, we no longer live for ourselves because we've accepted Jesus. He said to the church in Rome, he said, no, that was in Galatians. He said that um, that I'm crucified with Christ. He says, but nevertheless, I live in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But even though I live in the flesh is not I, but Christ who lives in me mm-hmm. and I live in the flesh by faith of the son of God. So just we talk about our lives and God gave us out. God gave us life. Mm-hmm. He allowed us to be here. And yeah. for us to say that we're a part of the church and that we love Jesus, but not being willing to be devoted to Christ yeah. and, and begin to live better. Yeah. There are things that 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 we practice that that the power of the crucifixion and being crucified with Christ. We weren't we we weren't born yet, but that's talking and speaking to what took place spiritually so that when we were born and confessed Christ, this work was already done and applied to us when we received Jesus as our as our Lord and Savior, the Messiah. Right. Yeah. But what does that crucifixion speak to? The power to overcome or undo the work of, or, or, or to free us from the slavery of sin, right? Let, let, can I step, come in right here? Come on, come on. Yeah, you see, all of this is theoretical until the individual puts it into practice in their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. We can preach, we can teach, we can read. Yes. But until... Every individual accepts this for him or herself and begins to practice it, begins to put it, begin to apply it to their lives. It's just theory. Yes. That's all it is. And the problem in the church today is that people, a lot of people, and I, I don't mean for it to be a judgmental statement, but uh, it, it's the truth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, uh, this has to be applied. So Jesus told the disciples to go back to Jerusalem. Well, to stay in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. Yes. They had to wait until Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, mm-hmm. for the descent of Holy Spirit to come and live in them. Yes. Jesus is not real in me just because he died on the cross. Right. He, he did atone for my sins. Right. But it becomes real to me when I accept him and Holy Spirit, which which at the point of faith, he does come to live in me. Mm-hmm. But then I have to I have to yield to him. Yes. So that everything that the Bible says mm-hmm. it begins over as I walk in him and grow in him. Yes. It becomes real. Yes. It becomes real. Yes. So we can hear we can hear the Bible. We can hear the preaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's real for us who are preaching it. Yeah. But it has to become real to the person that's hearing it. Yes. So when I, when I look at what's happened during COVID, I realized that it was a challenge to, to the church. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why churches are not open now. Right. Because we can go everywhere else we want to yes. go and do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. Why don't we want to come together and worship God? What mm-hmm. What's the issue there? We can't use COVID anymore as an excuse. No. So it has to be something going on with individuals' hearts, yes. with their wills, mm-hmm. their minds, and their emotions, mm-hmm. that, 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 that something is not connected. There's no love for Jesus there. 
Right. There's a love for self. There's no. a love for what self wants to do. Right. There's a love to be comfortable. Yes. You know, and and just you know, like you know, like tip God. Well, you know, I watch the broadcast. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. really get deep into this relationship where we want to be a part, where we want right. to, we want the corporate worship. We want mm-hmm. the fellowship of believers, because when you look at the church of Jesus Christ, they were a fellowship. Ecclesia yes. was a gathered assembly. Mm-hmm. Now, the term we use for church that we think the building is a church, that's that term came up as a German term that came up later on uh-huh. in theological circles. But in the beginning, it was the ecclesia, yes. the gathering of believers. Yes. And you study Acts and you see the believers coming together. Uh-huh. And even in the midst of persecution, they stayed together, even though they were scattered. Yes. They continued. They didn't allow persecution to right. stop them from gathering right. or right. preaching the gospel because right. it was that relationship. Exactly. It was yeah. that relationship. And, and that woman at the well ran to tell other people about Jesus because she encountered Jesus. She now encountered. you have to ask people, did you just join the church? I have you encountered Jesus. Encountered Jesus. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I, you know, because when we, when we encounter Jesus, you know, your life will never be the same. Never. You know? And and for me, you know, just, just looking at it and, 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 and talking about it and having this discussion it is, it, it comes, there has to be a, a tipping or turning point. Mm-hmm. There has to be a tipping or turning point in someone's life who's in the church, whose name is recorded on the church roll, but hasn't experienced the reality of church. Because, see, what, what we're talking about now is the reality of church. This is this is what this is. This is God's intent. This is God's intent to 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 be in this re- the spiritual relationship with him. And and, and then, you know, because I, I, I'll share with people. You know, we talk about the cross and we look at the cross and we look at that vertical, that vertical beam and then the horizontal arm, you know, and the vertical beam. You know, I I received this analogy, read it, studied it, the vertical beam representing our relationship with God and being in that right relationship. But the arm of the cross and dealing with our relationships with one another um, in the church, the fellowship, building the fellowship, Um, even, you know, understanding like I, I share with. You know, one of the things that, you know, I try to encourage believers to understand is, is that, you know, we don't live to, you know, the word word says no man lives unto himself and no man dies unto himself. And we understand, you know, to me, part of that speaks to the fact of Paul talking about us being, you know, and I know this is different, but just going back to the the teaching, Paul says that we're one one body with many members mm-hmm. and beginning to understand that as believers that are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, understanding that, you know, the Bible says that all of us fit together and, and, and every every joint supplies the body or every member supplies the body with everything that it needs. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're vital to one another in the church, in the fellowship and, and in worship. We're vital. What God has given us to bring back to him and offer in corporate worship is not just about us and God, but it's also about us and God and us and our, our, our fellow brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to kind of fall back for a minute and we'll come back. But, you know, the, 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 the growth 
that comes when we truly when we truly seek God. He, you know, he, you know, we 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 have to truly seek God. You know, when when you know we get a deeper understanding of 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 um seeking and asking and knocking and, uh-huh. and, and understanding that that's a continual process. Yeah. You know, continuing to dig into the word of God. And and, and it, it always amazes me, like, you know, as we're, we're having Bible study and, you know, sometimes it was the, the thing of, well, you know, I work and I get off. And by the time I get off and I get home and, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to make it to church. And then we switched to conference call. Mm-hmm. So that you talked about one time. You talked about one time, this was a, this was a while back, you preached about, you were preaching and you shared something about the provisions we make not to do <laughs> what we shouldn't, we know we should do. Mm-hmm. And, and so the provision is there to, the, to make the excuse as to why we can't be where we need to be in order to be discipled. See, because our, our idea of church, even, even, well, I'll say our, when I say our, speaking about a certain, in a certain way, in a certain place, our idea of church and what we do, even, even with the best intentions, I did air quotes for everybody that can't see the best intentions, it still falls short without the Holy Spirit of God in us to give us revelation and enlightenment and, and hear from heaven, hear from the Lord, because Jesus said the Holy Spirit will not glorify himself, but only share with us those things that he receives from Christ. So the growth that's necessary requires the devotion and, 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 and just being committed, just like you, you know, the, the, the comparison of the OTAs with football. Mm -hmm. I look at, I look at parents and their, and their children and, you know, all of these different things that they had their children involved in with the hopes of some of them with the hopes of, you know, getting, a, you know, getting a scholarship, being good enough in a sport to get a scholarship to go to college. That's that's admirable, especially when you don't have the finances and that will help. But it's to the detriment when it takes place of everything and especially takes place of having your child in the, you and your child in a place where you can participate in worship and be in the house of the Lord and receive a word because you need, we need the word and we, the word, the Bible says that, you know, we, we understand that it's the gospel. God, it, it pleased God that we be saved through the preaching of the gospel. The gospel is the power of salvation to all who believe. And, and so the word and the necessity to be in the word first to even hear because faith comes by hearing. So we need to hear the word to understand where we are in light of, 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 of what God's intent and plan is for us. And then yeah. after we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, have that, 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 that God experience, that experience and encounter with Jesus. Um, and, and, and the more, the more we grow, the more we stay in the word, the enlightenment God continues to just turn light bulbs on. Like he continues, I just, that's, that's the thing that comes to my mind. He continues to just, just, just turn that light on and draw us closer to you. Go ahead, Bishop. Another aspect of that, you mm-hmm. know, because we hear this and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because you've heard me talk about this a lot. You know, we 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 need the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and that comes through hearing the word. 
Yes. Because God's wisdom comes through his word and we are not people. People are not making that connection. So they come up. The world comes up with all of these things. Yes. Uh, and then we feel like we have to put our children into those things in order for them to succeed. Mm-hmm. We need the wisdom of God. I had to deal with my son about this, uh, about joining a fraternity. Yeah. And a lot, you know, a lot. And I did. I joined a fraternity when I was in college. I'm not active now. OK, right. I, I stopped. I realized this later on. Um, but, you know, people were talking to him. You need these connections. You need those. I said, son, the Bible says promotion does not come from the east nor the west. Mm-hmm. Promotion comes from God. Yeah. You don't need another person, a connection to another person to get you in the right place. Right. You need the connection with God. Yes. When God's favor is on your life, when mm-hmm. God is guiding you, he puts you in place that nobody else can put you into. That's right. Well, see, the world has come up with all of these things, and we feel like we've got to put our children in them. And notice now, I noticed when here in, in York, uh, um, York County, when they, used to ha- when they had the little boys playing football and be- everything, and the rehearsal Wednesday night. So you're pulling your children out of Bible school. Right. Right. Sunday morning yes. on Sundays early. So they yes. get, they're leaving church, going, and they're going on these, these long trips, which is a money-making thing. Right. Uh, these, right. these groups are making money, and parents are not realizing what they're doing to their children. So because now, part of that reason is that we have a lot of parents who don't have a deep relationship with, with That's the Lord. Right. That's and right. then we have others that are being influenced because, you know, children are going to want to be with other children. Yes. But why did God make you the parent? Yeah. Listen to your child or for right. you to set a standard for your child. Exactly. And then you can't leave it all on the church. There you go. You got to have spiritual disciplines at home. Right. You have to raise your children at home in the word, studying the yes. word, praying. Yes talking about God, you know, uh, engaged in church, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's a whole lot of stuff. A couple of things I want I want to go back to, uh, okay. and just a couple of scriptures. And this is about believing God. The Bible says, and I, I didn't write the reference down, he that comes to God must believe that he is mm-hmm. and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's right. You mentioned seeking the Lord earlier. Mm-hmm. Because I go to church one Sunday doesn't mean that I'm diligently seeking the Lord. That's right. You know, because I go five Sundays doesn't mean that I'm diligently seeking the Lord. What I do every day through my prayer time, through my devotional time, through my worship time every day, I'm Mm -hmm. diligently seeking God. There's something that I need that I'm going to go to God. And so you talk about church. It's not just the preaching and the singing. Right. It's the teaching, but it's the ministry. It's believing God. It's seeing people be healed and delivered. You know, know, a lot of times we don't have time on Sunday for people to get delivered. We're trying to get out of church. If somebody wants to be delivered, you know, people are looking at their watch. Right. They don't have time or do they know what to do a lot of Mm -hmm. times if a person needs to be delivered. Right. Sometimes it's not a deliverance in church. It's just believing God enough. When you were talking earlier, and this is no nothing has nothing to do with me, it's what God did. You remember when your wife was sick and I came to see her that time? Yes. I prayed for her. Yes. And when I walked, when I turned, I said to yes. you and to her, I sense a turning. Yes. 
and the situation turned. Yes. That was the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is what people need to see. This is this is the church of Jesus Christ. And I've yes. seen it over and over and over again. It's not for me to take credit. Mm -hmm. It's not for me to go out and say, I got a healing ministry or right. anything like that. No, it's for God to be glorified. God to be glorified. So we have to believe God. Yes. These yes. things can't happen if people don't believe. That's right. Pray for people to say, well, I hope you get well. <laughs> what, what, what is the Bible? Right. Right. We're healed. Right. So whose report do you believe? Right. Right. Yeah. One other thing that I want to say, too, when it comes to all of the stuff that's happening with our children, let's never forget that Satan is in the midst of this. Mm -hmm. It's oh, not yeah. just us and God. No. You know, why is Satan putting these thoughts in your mind that you need to miss Bible study? Mm -hmm. When I was in college, my, our sister Robbie, she's gone on to be with the Lord. We worked third shift at medical at uh, Richmond Memorial Hospital. Yes. Third shift on the weekends. Uh -huh. Sunday morning, I was in church. Yes. I don't care if I did work third shift. Right. I would get up and I would go home, take a bath. Uh, take a nap, take a shower, and go to church. And a lot yes, of times sir. I would drive from Columbia to Blair to be in worship. Yes. You know? Yes. Because you work doesn't mean that you can't be in worship. Right. Because because you have to, you know, I have to tell people all the time, I've been late for service because I wanted to eat. Well, stop eating so much. Right. You know, go to worship <laughs> first. Right. Exactly. Oh, we learn prepare dinner for Sunday, prepare dinner on Saturday night. Saturday you night. Know, Find, find ways. When you want to do something, yes, you find the means to do it. That, that's it. It's where your heart is. Yes. It's yes. where your heart is. Yes. The problem we're facing with this mundane season of the people are in, their heart's in the wrong place. Right. Right. I was, is that your mm -hmm. heart be also. That's what I was just thinking. I was just thinking about Jesus sharing that word and telling us that, you know, it's so much and it's a lot that that I know we can't get to everything and cover everything. One of the things I'm grateful for, um, and I'm not just saying this because because it's you, but again, to give glory to God is part of part of. The, the 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 transformation or, or part of the turn or 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 just I don't even want to say that no that's not what I want to say what I want to say is the 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 spiritual influence of of being able to spend time with you on, on some certain summers when I come up or when we would come to church or just uh you know I, I remember I remember one 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 night and revival, and this was at Fishing Creek. Mm -hmm. Pastor Snotty preached. Benjamin Snotty mm -hmm. preached, and oh man, I had never like that was that was an amazing that was an amazing that was an amazing experience for me. And and and, and what happened? The fruit from that came later, mm. but just being there was 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 just something that was amazing but what I'm, what I'm getting at is um I I remember um praying about my about God's call on my life to preach mm -hmm. and I remember sitting in in different 
services, vacation Bible school, uh, just being in Bible study in different times leading up to me stepping into what God had already ordained and just hearing the teaching, hearing what was being said, and then hearing what the Holy Spirit was saying to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, leading up to accepting, you know, God's call on my life to preach, just beginning to see and understand the, 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 where God was, where, where God was drawing me, how he was drawing me closer to him. Mm-hmm. I, I was with it. I'm, I'm saying this to get to all this. I'm sorry, go round and round and round and round. But I was with a friend of mine, uh, Pastor Charles Wesley. And, and we were, we, we had gone to Columbia to do some things, went to family Christian stores. He wanted to ride with me down there. We rode down there after that. We got stopped to get something to eat and he ran across a friend of his that was a pastor and, and, the, and the brother started talking and he was um, pastor Wesley was, he knew that upper hope was my first pastor. And he was telling his friend, you know, how, you know, how I, you know, accepted God's call to go to the church and, you know, being young as I was being there and all these different things. And, and the brother said, I remember my first, I remember the first church the Lord called me to. And I went in there and, I was, you know, he was telling the, you know, sharing with the leadership what the Lord had given him. And he said, he said, you know, one of the older deacons told him that what he was going to do was he was going to come there and preach. And that was what he was going to do. And he said, you know what? He said, I, I, I I just listened to that. And and I, 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 did some, some, some. He said I did, and he told me again. He said, "So for nine years, that's what I did. I just went, preached, got my check, and went home." And Pastor Wesley just dropped his head. <laughs> he mm. dropped his head, mm-hmm. and it's not funny, mm. but it's and it's sad. But yeah. that's where we find ourselves dealing with a lot of things, where that 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 mundane spirit rests in people in church because. We have leadership that preaches, gets their check, and goes home. Mm -hmm. And it's a sad situation when we fail to realize that souls are in the balance. Yes. Souls are in the balance. And and so, you know, we can can go and, and nothing against conferences and all those wonderful things because they have their, they have their merit and their place and different things, but nothing beats your time with the Lord. That's right. Personal time with the Lord. And, you know, just being able to be in that place and then having, you know, God places people in your lives and you will place people in your life that, that you can glean from, draw Mm -hmm. from, talk to be mentored by, and lean on you can't you can't pull everybody or, or run and tag along with everybody you cannot do that you can't do that and, and and so you know so anyway i'm grateful for being in the place and, and and i'm grateful to god for just seeing a different a different side or different aspect or different or the diff the the spiritual how do I want to say it? What I want to say and what I'm trying to say is I bless God for seeing, allowing me to experience uh, church 
beyond the mundane. And, and, and so that shaped where I am and what I do and how, how the Lord is leading me. Because for me with, with, with Upper Hope Station, where, where I currently pastor and, and, and one of the things that I, I always want to do is to tell the people the truth of the word of God, not my truth, not something that's slanted or jaded, but the truth of the word of God as it is revealed through the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not this is not about entertainment. This is not about all these different things that we yeah. kind of make pastoring about. Yeah. Um, so when we. The personal accountability or the personal um, accountability of pastoring. Is about more than preaching, getting a check and going home. It is. So I'm li- I'm going to be quiet and, and we're going I'm going to listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, as you were talking about that, I thought about the scripture in Jeremiah. Where God said, I will give you pastors after my own heart, mm-hmm. feed you with knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's where we should always start at. Yes. That if, if God has called us and, 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 you know, there are different callings and people yes. need to recognize that there are different callings. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not called to be a pastor. That's right. Everybody is not. It takes a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be a pastor. Yes. Because you're dealing with sheep, and sometimes sheep are not always nice and always right. listen, but it takes mm-hmm. patience. You know, God told Moses to speak to the rock, and Moses struck the rock. And yeah. there were consequences for Moses striking the rock. Mm-hmm. And so all these things come into play when I think about pastoring. And, you know, I've only, I've served, this is my third church, you know. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not a perfect person, but I've learned so much over the years. None of us are perfect. So, right. uh, you know, we trust the Lord and we thank Amen. God for his grace. Uh, thank God for for allowing us to serve with them. But I've learned so much over the years. The And you are so right when you say, when you say it, you can't run with everybody. Yeah. You can't take advice from everybody. Yeah. And that's one thing I've never done in, in, in my ministry mm-hmm. because I realize that everybody is not, is, doesn't have the same focus that I have. Yeah. Everybody is not serious. Now, one thing that really helped me and exposure, exposure helps everyone. Seminary yeah. and my exposure in seminary to serious-minded people mm-hmm. helped. Everybody that I went to school with was not serious-minded. Mm-hmm. But exposure to serious-minded people who had a different perspective yes. of church and life and ministry really helped me. And as I grew, I never stopped studying. Yes. You know, as I got involved in missions mm-hmm. before, before I got deeply, deeply, deeply involved as, as I am now, I studied. I went to different seminars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to different uh, uh, parachurch. I didn't go, and I did go to church conferences. At first, I was going to church associations. When I went to the National Baptist Convention, I never really got a lot out of the convention. Yeah. I got most out the out of the uh, Congress of Christian Education yes. because it was a learning arm. You know, it was totally yeah. different, you know. And, you know, just the in entertainment that come that we do uh, in our tradition. And, you yeah. know, um, my homiletics professor would say, 
it's all right to give people gravy, but make sure you give them a balanced diet first. <laughs> That's right. You know, so learning that balanced diet. And then right. Jesus said, the, Hosea said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, if we are the church of Jesus Christ and we are to grow in grace yeah. and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then we can't grow on cakes and pies That's and right. rice and gravy. No. We have to grow on the solid meat, the solid vegetables of the word. So yes. we have to feed people. Yes. Give them a balanced diet. And if you hang with the wrong people, then you get caught up in, in what they do. Mm -hmm. you know, and you see ministry from their perspective, but God has some other people out here that, 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 that he wants to use. So my exposure over the years has really helped me uh, to see ministry from a different perspective and see church because yes. these are God's people. Yes. And I have a responsibility to feed these people. Yes. yes. I have a responsibility. They don't, I can't make them listen. No. But I have to tell them the truth. That's right. I have to teach them what's right and what's wrong. That's right. That's my responsibility. Yeah. And to strive to live before them so that they see Christ in me. It's about Christ. It's about Christ. Yes. yes. When we get back to him. Yes. When the church can get back to him. All of the mundaneness will move out of the way. Yes, it will. Yes. It's a, we're, we're, this mundane season that people are in is because the, Christ is not central in their lives. Right. Right. They're not living so that Christ can be glorified. They're satisfying themselves and whatever mm -hmm. it is they want to do. N not necessarily going out uh, drinking and carousing mm -hmm. or whatever. It might be mm -hmm. just relaxing and going on vacation or whatever. Yeah. So um, you can go to the beach. You can come to worship on Sunday. Worship on Sunday. That's right. If you can go to the mall, you can come to the sanctuary for worship. That's There's right. There's no reason. You can come to Bible study. Mm -hmm. There is no reason for people not to be gathering. The church is probably the safest place that right. you can go. That's but your heart has to be there. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to appreciate everything. And, and this has been a great, great, great conversation. You know, I'm going to bring you back because one of the, one of the things that um, I want to talk about um, that that the Lord, you know, when we talk about this, this is this is different because there's so many different things that 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 the Holy Spirit is just it's just on my mind, like, you know, building, building church, building, building churches, but understanding how to build men and women in yes. order you know, for the church to grow yes. and the kingdom to advance, you know, um, just, you know, there's, I, I remember, and, and I don't want to, I'm not going to, this is just kind of a teaser. And, but I remember when I had a dream and I never told you about this dream, but I had a dream and it was vivid and the people in it were people that we both know. Um, but it was a discussion about, the mission, the supporting the mission trips okay. and um, the, 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 the statement was um, about being, what's the, the statement was about being, um, being brought into the support, being tied in. That's what being tied in and obligate. That was the word obligated. Mm. And, and, and I, I, you know, that, that, I woke up. I don't remember the rest of the dream, but I remember that. But, you know, just the fact of not understanding that mission, mission is 
is is on all of us. It's all of our responsibility that if you can't go, you support. Yes. You know, you support and, and, and in giving your support and sowing that seed that that that's 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 representative because you're you're helping advance the kingdom of God because you realize the need and you you want to be a part of God blessing you to help meet the need. If you can't be there physically, you understand that, you know, it, the, the, the cost associated and just being able to sow into the lives of people, even by supporting uh in, in however we can give to help support. Uh, and so it's just that whole thing of understanding, again, operating outside of the four walls of the edifice. Yes, yes. Operating outside the four walls of the edifice. There, there's, there's, uh, there's so many different things that are happening and our communities are, are really, are really just 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 in in chaos and in dire situations and we're we're good with you know being in church on sunday and not impacting the community that we're planted in and that is sad yes that's sad because yes. if we're salt and light and we we got to kind of we got to branch out but anyway um so we, we I appreciate everything. I appreciate the time, the discussion. And I know, you know, you'll be back because okay. I want you to be back. Um, but I just appreciate just the, the, the insight, the, the, the sharing and is blessed night. I bless God for us being able to be on and, and share, and, you know, just being able to uh, always have an opportunity to 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 watch you to learn to grow um is always be, is always a blessing for me um i know yesuto is your son and i'm your brother but i was here first no <laughs> just kidding but just just has always been like it's always been that that blessing that that cool thing that you know my my big brother you know it is funny you know the funniest thing this is funny the funniest thing, and I'm going to tell you two things, and you're going you're gonna to laugh. Funniest thing was the first time, I, well, you may not laugh at the first one, but the first time I went, I preached at, where did I preach? Of course, they knew, they, it wasn't friendship. It was somewhere else in Chester. I can't remember. But I preached there, and, and so, you know, um, oh, somebody said, well, the, the, the lady came up, and they were talking and shaking hands and greeting, and um, the lady said she was asking somebody who I was, and they said, that's, that's Bishop Alfred's brother. Uh, and she said, Oh, I know he preached just like his brother. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. That's a compliment. I bless God for it, but I don't. And Miss Sims, Miss Sims, Miss Sims, my first grade teacher, Miss Mamie Sims, you know, Miss yeah. Sims. I, I preached at it wasn't Fairview Independent. It was it was somewhere in Winsboro. Must have been Fairview Independent. And Miss Sims was there or something. And Miss Sims, and I know she was joking, but she was saying, she said, "You know what? You you preaching? You you doing well? You keep on. I'ma tell your brother when I see him. You preach better than he do." I said, "Miss Sims, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, Miss Sims. I said, don't do that." I love Miss Sims. I, I those ladies. Oh man, those ladies. Miss Henry, Miss Sims, Miss Bonner, uh, yeah. Mom, Miss Patterson, Miss Edith Patterson. Yeah. Those ladies were different. Yeah. 
those ladies were a blessing. Bishop, I'm going to let you go, man. I thank you for your time. Love you always. Um, Of course, give our best to my sister and and, and my nephew when you talk to him. Um, I haven't talked to him in a minute, but love you, man. We're going to talk. Let me know when you want me to come back on. I'll be more than happy to. Definitely. I will. Love you, man. Good night. God bless. All right, everybody. That's the end of our episode tonight. The reality of church with my brother, Bishop Alfred Jackson, my blood, blood brother. Um, It was a blessed time. I pray that you got something from this discussion, um, this talk, and that the Lord has allowed us to engage you, enlighten you, and prayerfully enlist you um, in your personal walk with him to grow and have a desire to be more like Christ and to be devoted to growing in your relationship with the Lord and drawing closer to him. Show up for worship on Sunday mornings. Be in Bible study on Wednesday nights. Pick up the phone if you still having telephonic Bible studies or you're doing both a hybrid or virtual and uh, um, in person. If you can't be there in person, pick up the phone or get on Zoom or Facebook Live and participate because Jesus said that you're my disciple indeed if you eat my flesh and drink my blood. He was not talking about cannibalism, but Jesus was talking about us uh, being uh, digesting, consuming the word of God and the word of God becoming a part of us. All right, everybody, it's that time. Grace and peace be unto you from God, our Heavenly Father, His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray the Holy Ghost keeps you, guides you, directs you into the glory of the Lord. Grace and peace.